Who Gets to Decide, a liberty-based podcast that brings a little piece of sanity to a confused society drowning in a culture of craziness. And here is your host, Seth Martin. All right. Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome to another episode of Who Gets to Decide. This is Seth Martin, your host. Thank you for joining me this evening. Glad you're here. Happy you are listening. Well, COVID, and more importantly, the aftermath of COVID, continues to make uh, headlines in the alternative media space. I mean, we're not seeing anything. uh, Well, uh, actually, that's not true. I was watching Tucker tonight, and he's talking about the uh, report that came out of Florida. Uh, Dr. uh, Ladapo, the Florida Florida Surgeon General, excuse me, it's hard to say that. Uh, basically, they're showing that um, you have an 85, 84% increase of getting myocarditis if you've had the COVID vaccine. That is a, a real data point now out of the state of Florida. So it, it, some of it is starting to get to the mainstream media, but the vast majority of the news is not hitting the mainstream media. And so I think it's important to report on it here, comment on it here, and talk about it and also expose you to some of the people that are giving you this information so that you can go look them up and listen to them yourself. Uh, people like Dr. Robert Malone uh, or people like uh, Dr. Uh, Victory. Um, you know, there's people like that out there that are sharing accurate information. They're, they're combing the globe, really, for uh, relevant studies, studies with data sets that haven't been tainted or manipulated by the CDC, which is, that's one of the problems with all the data sets um, in America, is you can't effectively analyze them because they've manipulated things so uh, drastically. But fortunately for us, um, there are data sets in Canada and in the UK and out of places like Germany, um, France even, um, where the data sets haven't been tainted. And of course, human beings are human beings, so uh, we, can, we can infer what has happened in those countries and kind of extrapolate it into what might happen in the U.S. So I've got a couple of, um, couple of different doctors here that we're going to hear from today. And just want to, like I said, just expose you to this information, comment on it a little bit, and let you go uh, dig up some of your own research uh, for you and your family. So the last COVID figures that I've seen were for June of this year, 2022. So in June, approximately 85% of the population of Canada had had at least two shots. But 92% of all COVID deaths were in the fully vaccinated. 92%. So this is a pandemic of the vaccinated. So for months during COVID in 2020 and early 2021, we heard all about the the pandemic of the unvaccinated. And they were, you know, basically bullying unvaccinated people, shaming them, um, you know, the same people that are running around saying my body, my, my right, you know, about abortion were bullying people 
that didn't want to put an experimental gene therapy in their body. And what's interesting about this data now is it's, it's showing us, no, 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 no. Um, it wasn't a pandemic of the unvaccinated. What we've got now is we've got a pandemic of the vaccinated. You've got the vast majority of people, I think he said 80, 85% or 92% um, of the people dying from COVID now are vaccinated people. Some vaccinated more than once. So what this is showing, and we talked about this the other, the other day, is that the, the gene therapy vaccines are actually weakening the human immune system. And this is, uh, this is not good because your, your immune system is constantly fighting disease, you know, all kinds of different diseases. And if, if the COVID vaccine or gene therapy is actually weakening your immune system, then that, that basically portends a very miserable life for people that received uh, these vaccines. And, and what was more alarming was that the, the people that had had one or two boosters, in other words, three or four shots, made up 81% of all the COVID deaths in the months of June, even though those people were only 34% of the population. So the clearest, this is the clearest evidence that the more shots you have, the more likely you will die of COVID. These are severely damaging the immune system. And so this discrimination against those who have chosen to be vax-free is absolutely absurd because those are going to be the people who will survive this. So I forgot to mention first that the person you're listening to is a guy named Dr. Charles Hoff, H-O-F-F-E, and he's on a program called The Laura Lynn Tyler Show. Now, just to dig into the numbers just a little bit here, what Dr. Hoff is saying is that only... Uh, 34% of the population had multiple shots, but made up 80-something percent of, of, the, of the 92% COVID deaths. So what, what he's trying to show there, what he's trying to say there is the more, the more vaccine you took, the more likely you are to die because of your immune weakening. The, the weakening of your immune system and and maybe maybe not die I mean these people died but let's say you only took the shot once or twice or even once I mean you you have a uh, it sounds like you have a pretty high probability of having uh, some sort of auto uh, autoimmune problem that's going to lead to uh, disease and, and potentially a shortening of life now we're gonna we're gonna play somebody here a little later who actually says well, I'm going to tell you who it was. I don't have any audio. The, the guy's dead now. He's a, a world-famous virologist, French guy. But I'm going to tell you what he said uh, that was documented and confirmed. He actually said it in, in Italy, and there was some question about whether or not it was translated properly, and it turns out it was. So we're going to play that a little later, or I'm going to talk about that a little later, but this is a very serious deal, and, and they're still pushing these things. I mean, we're still talking about, you know, if you're in the military, you have to take it. Or if you're in the medical field, you, you have to take it, you know, if you want to work in a hospital. 
So this this we have very serious problems. There's a huge disconnect between real world data that's showing up that should be altering our collective behavior and and what companies are doing and what hospitals are doing and what the government is doing to government employees. And so, you know, in every experiment, you need a control group, you need a treatment group and a control group. And praise God for those 15% of the people of Canada who are in the control group of this experiment. Yes. Thank you to all the uh, unvaccinated people uh, around the globe who are who are providing us that control group. We talked about that the other night. We had that tribute uh, from some unknown author out of Australia that was um, praising the unvaccinated. So yeah, it's a, it's a good thing that we've got this control group. Otherwise it would just look like all of us were dying at a higher rate and nobody would know why and nobody would want to admit that it was the vaccine and, and it may still go that way. I mean, it, it could still, you could still have this increased death um, and nobody really ever admit it. You know, they're just still hanging on to, uh, well, the vaccine works or, or whatever. I mean, I don't know, but um, at least we have this control group where we can point to it and say, no, it's not happening in this group. And the difference between these two groups is this group was vaccinated and this group was not. It's absolutely shocking. And now denying someone like Graziella uh, the, the right to choose, is it not my body, my choice? And so now through this terrible messaging, they're discriminating against these people. And what you're pointing out, Dr. Hoff, it's, it's com- completely unscientific. It's not based on the data. It's actually, actually becoming uh, you know, a pandemic of the vaccinated. This is shocking. This is horrendous. We need to be crying out from the, the rooftops. We absolutely should be crying out from the roof, rooftops. But, you know, the, the incentive structure, I mean, we don't even know what the incentive structure is around this. We know that they paid hospitals to tell us that people died from COVID and they paid hospitals to put people on ventilators. We know certain things like that, but we really don't know. We really don't know, you know, why the media is not talking about this. Is it because it's it's hard to prove at this time and, and they don't want to be sued or, you know, we're not really sure what what the deal is. But clearly uh, there are negative uh realities associated with this gene therapy, these mRNA vaccines. And, you know, it, it needs to, I mean, we need to stop pushing it in children. We need to stop pushing it, period. But certainly if you're listening and you're thinking about getting your child, you know, quote unquote vaccinated, please do not do that. This is, this is very, very, I mean, I can't even imagine the guilt if I was, if I was to, you know, authorize some sort of treatment to one of my ch- uh, children to have them die or both of them die. I, I just, I don't even know if I'd be able to go on. I don't know how these parents are living with themselves uh, under these, under these conditions. Yes. Yeah. And, and the fact that, that the media continue to deceive people and continue to, to spread this narrative that you can somehow keep other people safe, that, that this is your duty to society to get vaxxed is absolutely absurd because the healthcare system is collapsing. Yeah, the media. What what's going on with the media? You know what what's going on with the 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 hospitals and things like that. Um, 
I, you know, I think a lot of the hospital networks, because they're corporate run now, they're being run by people who aren't doctors and who don't understand the individual nature of treating patients. You know, it's, it's a doctor and a patient. That's why they call it the doctor-patient relationship. Well, now you've got these decisions being made by boards, corporate boards, and administrators inside hospitals and, and people like that. And, and those people are not the right people to be making these, these kinds of decisions. You know, whether or not we should have our workforce, quote-unquote, vaccinated. Uh, you know, she, she talks about or he talks about uh, my body, my choice. Yeah, what happened to that during COVID? I mean, we, the abortion people have been clubbing us over the head with the my body, my choice, my body, my choice. And, and, and what's, what's so hypocritical about it is they were doing that during COVID. They were, you know, they were talking about my body, my choice, but then not seeing that they weren't giving the unvaccinated people the same uh, choice. And of course, the whole idea that you get vaccinated to protect your neighbor or to protect somebody else in your family is, is ludicrous. The only reason you would get vaccinated is to protect yourself. That's, that's it. It doesn't, it doesn't confer protection on anybody else. Uh, so unvaccinated people theoretically would be unprotected. But if you were afraid of the virus, all you had to do is go out and get, get vaccinated. At least at the time, that's what, that's what the, uh, uh, the status quo thinking was. Now, this, this next doctor is not known. I don't know who he is. Um, he's, he's got some sort of accent, so he's not from the United States originally. Uh, but his arguments are very plausible and also very scary. Um, what this doctor has to say is very uh, unnerving. And, uh, you know, you have to remember that some 200 million people in America took these vaccines, these quote unquote vaccines. So we're, we're looking at, uh, we're looking at a massive problem just in America. Forget about the rest of the world. I mean, Canada, you start adding all these places in the West. Now, oddly enough, people in India and China, you know, they're not as heavily vaccinated, uh, people in other parts of the world. This is a Western civilization problem. Uh, you, you, we could very well see the decline and maybe the the end of Western civilization. I know that's crazy to think about, but these vaccines could cause that. It will be made in various tissues around our body. It will be incorporated into those membranes around our body, into those specific tissues. Those tissues will be recognized as foreign and will trigger a host of autoimmune responses. So, the deaths that are meant to follow the vaccinations will never be able to be pinned on the poison. They will be too diverse, they will be too many, and they will be too in broader time frame for us to understand that we have been poisoned. Well, I apologize, but the very first part was cut off. And uh, what he's talking about is the spike protein is made uh, in your tissues and in, in your cells the cells of your tissues. And then he goes on to talk about, you know, this is going to trigger an autoimmune response, which, you know, I've said numerous times. We, again, I don't know why this is so hard for people to understand. If you read these studies, 
And certainly a doctor could read these studies, like the pharmacokinetic study on biodistribution that Pfizer put out. Surely doctors could read that study and determine that, yeah, this sounds like maybe this could set us up for autoimmune problems. I mean, you don't, it's not that hard to make those connections. And yet I'll just tell you personally, I took the study and my thesis to my cardiologist and to a uh, primary care physician. Neither one of them would write me an exemption for the, for the vaccine. So, you know, again, the corporatization of our, uh, of our medical system made doctors themselves afraid to do what was best for their patients. They just had to toe the line and say, yep, take the vaccine. That's what, that's what uh, they're telling us we need to do. So you should probably take it too. I can't write you an exemption. Because if they wrote an exemption, they get fired. So anyway, this guy, so the other thing he's talking about is very disturbing, very disturbing, is that because these, these spike proteins will be in tissues all over your body, people will die for various reasons. There, in other words, there won't be a, a common reason. Like right now, we're seeing a lot of myocarditis, but later on, we could see liver failure or kidney failure or, or you know, uh, other types of uh, organ failures or just um, just general like pancreatitis or increase in cancers or things like that. We could see a whole host of things that just look like a bunch of different things that people are dying from. And there won't be any way to say this is from the vaccine. All we'll have really is the excess deaths. We'll be able to see that people are dying at higher rates than, than they normally were, you know, up until 2020. And, but we should easily be able to compare uh, the average rate of death up to 2019 with any uh, rate of death beyond 2021, let's say halfway through 2021, and we should be able to see excess deaths. The problem is we won't be able to correlate the deaths with the vaccine. I mean, what's going to have to happen is they're going to have to start doing a lot of autopsies on people and, and really digging into, I mean, doing like studies of their tissue and stuff like that to really understand why they died. And this is, this is very disturbing that this is happening in the United States of America. And I think this is the big plan. Uh, it is dependent. This toxin is dependent on the host's response to it. Mm. Just like the eighth day and what followed COVID infection or illness was dependent on a host response. So we got mild, moderate, and severe illness post eighth day and it confused all of us. So we keep talking about COVID pneumonia, but we're chasing the virus and the virus was just the vector to give us a taste of the poison. Now this toxin in the long term is going to get people with pre-existing illness to have those illnesses exacerbated. It has bits of prion in it. It has bits of HIV protein in it. It is definitely engineered. So this toxin he's speaking about is the spike protein. So you remember the, the process is you have this lipid nanoparticle, which fuses with your cells. And then once it once it enters the mitochondria or whatever, the cell wall, the, uh, the, uh, 
the messenger RNA pops open like a suitcase and creates spike protein in that in that at the cellular level for that particular tissue. And what he's saying is this is a toxin. And what makes it a toxin is your body is, wants to attack it. And depending on where it's expressed, example for, for example, if it's expressed on your kidneys, then your kidneys, the kidney tissue becomes a, a target of your body because the toxin, the spike protein toxin is now in the kidney tissue or it's in the liver tissue or it's in your ovaries or whatever. Okay. What he's saying is it'll, it'll behave similar to the virus in that it, it's going to, it's going to attack what's already there that's weakened. Okay. So if you, if you have some pre-existing condition or you you have diabetes, for example, it's going to attack that thing. It's going to, it's going to make diabetes accelerate. If you have cancer, it's going to make cancer accelerate. Okay. And, and he's saying, look, this is what happened with COVID. Um, you know, COVID basically created problems uh, for respiratory or for heart failure. It, it, it attacked the things that were already weak in the human body's system. So what he's saying is that this, this vaccine and, and the generation of these spike proteins in your body does the same thing. So people with cancers are going to have their cancers flare up and we'll say they died of the cancer. People with vessel injuries or predisposition like our diabetics and hypertensives are going to have strokes and heart attacks and the rest at varying times and we'll attribute those to their pre-existing conditions. Uh, people are going to develop over time autoimmune conditions, the diversity of which will never be addressed by any pharmaceutical intervention because they are far too targeted. And so we've got a rough road coming. But I think if people understand what the intention is, then we'll understand why what's happened has happened. Yeah, I think the cause of death game is going to be very elusive for people like me who are saying this vaccine is killing people, okay? I think people are going to be able to go, no, he died of a heart attack, or no, he died of kidney failure, or no, he had a stroke, or, or whatever. Or no, they, he had uh, Alzheimer's, or uh, dementia, or whatever, Parkinson's. Uh, you know, they're just going to be able to label it something else. But the, the, the reality is, is that whatever, whatever you were predispositioned to have or predisposed to having, the, the presence of these spike proteins in that tissue is just going to accelerate it. It's going to accelerate the death process. So if you were, if you, if you, if your genes were such that you were going to have Parkinson's when you're 70, but you're only 50 today, it's going to accelerate there. You're going to get Parkinson's in your fifties and you're going to die in your late fifties or something like that. And it's going to be very, very difficult to attribute all this death and destruction to these vaccines. And unfortunately that could keep things going for a while. They could come out with new vaccines. I you know, heard somewhere or read somewhere that they're going to start using mRNA technology for the flu vaccine. Well, what's wrong with the regular flu vaccine? Why would we need to use mRNA technology for the flu vaccine? We could just do what we've always done for the flu vaccine. So I think it's important that, that we abstain, if you, especially if you haven't been vaccinated. I, I Just say no to all this stuff. If, if they won't let your kids go to school, then homeschool your kids. 
But do not, I mean, just don't give in to this because um, these people that are behind this are openly uh, vocal about depopulation. Okay, uh, Klaus Schwab, Bill Gates. Bill Gates' father was like a eugenicist. So, I mean, I know it's hard to think about that, like, but, but the reality is you just don't know for sure. And it's not clear at this point why they're pushing these things so hard. I suppose it would be clear later on. It will be clearer. But right now, things are fuzzy. And you got to stay strong. You got you to push back. And if that means getting another job, if that means, um, you know, whatever it means, okay, whatever it means for you, you just got to do it. All right, um, what I'm going to do now is switch gears, and, and I'm going to go to Dr. Malone, Dr. Robert Malone, because he's reading a statement, okay? So one of the things that's come up is they're pushing is child vaccinations. Oh, great, you know, you can, you can get the uh, COVID vaccine now for 5 to 11-year-olds or whatever. And uh, Dr. Malone is making a statement against this, okay, against specifically children. But one of the reasons it's driving this interest in getting it approved for children is it somehow, I read some, somewhere that it somehow, um, it somehow indemnifies uh, the vaccine companies permanently. Because once, once you can do it for children, then they, then they fully indemnify you against any kind of criminality or um, civil uh, lawsuits, things like that. So let's listen to this statement from Dr. Malone, and we'll talk about it afterwards. I'm a physician and a scientist, but more importantly, I'm a father and a grandfather. I don't usually read from a prepared speech, but this is so important that I wanted to make sure that I got every single word and fact, scientific fact, correct. I stand by this statement with a career dedicated to vaccine research and development. I'm vaccinated for COVID, and I'm generally pro-vaccination. I've devoted my entire career to developing safe and effective ways to prevent and treat infectious diseases. After this, I'll be posting the text of this statement so that you can share it with your friends and family. Here's the thing. Before you inject your child, a decision that is irreversible, I wanted to let you know the scientific facts about this genetic vaccine, which is based on the RNA vaccine technology I created. There are three main issues that parents need to understand before they take this irrevocable decision. The first is that a viral gene will be injected into your parents' cells. This gene forces your child's body to make toxic spike proteins. These proteins often cause permanent damage in children's critical organs. These organs include their brain and nervous system, their heart and blood vessels, including blood clots, their reproductive system, and most importantly, this vaccine can trigger fundamental changes to their immune system. The most alarming point about this is that once these damages have occurred, they are irreparable. They cannot be reversed. You can't fix the lesions within their brains. You cannot repair 
heart tissue scarring. You cannot repair genetically reset. I'm sorry about the audio there at the end. It just broke up. I guess it just uh, didn't digitally uh, record properly. But anyway, um, so that's Dr. Robert Malone. He he was a, a co-inventor of this this technology years ago. So he's a believer in it. In fact, he's vaccinated himself. And so, but I suspect if he had to do over again, he would not vaccinate himself. But Dr. Malone is an older man. He's been around. You know, look, I've always, I've always said if you're older, if you're in your 70s or 80s, then, you know, back in 2020, 2021, when the va- vaccine first came out, you know, I, I think it's perfectly reasonable to uh, take the vaccine. You know, but if you're 30 and healthy, I, I just don't see why you would have done this. But that's... I'm not judging. I'm just, I'm just saying that when you, when you, when you weigh the risks of the unknown, you know, which is unknowable, right? We, we there's, there's things we just don't know about this, this vaccine, this technology, versus the, the risk of dying from COVID. It, it just, to me, it was an easy decision not to take it. Plus. You know, you got to remember, I'm I'm a very government skeptic kind of guy, and so you know, if the government is telling me you must do this, you must do that, my natural inclination is to avoid doing that because I don't believe the government cares about me. I don't think they care about my health. I don't think they care about any of us. Um, you know, I've said it on the show many, many, many times, and I'll say it again. Governments killed almost 170 million people in the 20th century. And I'm just here to tell you right now, this thing, this, these vaccines, they could kill a lot more than that. A lot more than that. This could, this could damage Western civilization in a way that most of you listening can't even imagine right now. We, we have such a specialized society with, a, with such an amazing division of labor and uh, a collective knowledge that that could be damaged to the point where it's irreparable. I mean, we just, we might not be able to recover from it uh, for 100 or 200 years or something like that. So this is a very, very serious situation. It's becoming more serious every day. Um, I, I, I hate to be alarmist. I'm, I'm not trying to be alarmist. I'm trying to kind of physically shake people into being more cautious and also uh, spreading help to helping to spread the word more because there are there are children out there right now getting vaccinated around the world. It's happening right now as you're listening to this program. And this needs to stop. I mean it needs to stop yesterday. And so all of us out there need to step up and, and spread the word. Make sure we're telling people about this information. Because one of the things about vaccines or any kind of medical treatment is you informed consent, right? But they've, they've lied. They, they lied their way into getting people to take these. So it's not, it's not informed consent. This is a... Uh, forced, it's like forced sterilization or forced extermination. Um, 
it's very, very um, nefarious and evil. And, you know, I hope that this program today has not been too much of a downer, but I just want to, I really want to drive home the importance of spreading this information. And, and especially, uh, we need to spread it like wildfire so that children are no longer subject uh, to these to these vaccinations. Their, their parents know not what they do to their own children. And that in itself could be very devastating for those parents. All right. Well, that's all I have for today. Thank you for joining. Uh, take care, everybody. Make sure for your life and your family that you're the one that gets to decide for you.